In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today we celebrate the death of our Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. And as we read in the Gospels today, we hear how the Jews and the Romans, how they treated the Lord. And maybe you couldn't help but think, and you may be tempted to say, Why Lord? Why Lord all of this? What is the purpose of all of this? Why do you allow people to smack you? Why do you allow them to spit on you? Why do you allow them to put a crown of thorns and to mock you and put a purple robe on you? And so some of these thoughts were starting to trouble me. And even, but I found an answer and I want to share that answer with you. Just a few days before the crucifixion, the Lord said, the hour has come that the son of man should be glorified. Glorified. That was the term that was used. That the Son of Man will be glorified on the cross. You say glory. Where is the glory in the cross? What Again, what's the point of all this? And the answer also in John 12 it says, And I, if I am lifted up, when I am on the, when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to me. I will draw all people to myself. The idea here is that the Lord, when He is lifted up on the cross, He will bring glory to the Father. He will draw all people to Him. He will draw all people to Him. And I was drawn by that idea. I was drawn by that idea. That's a very powerful idea, that the Lord will draw us to Him through His cross. It's like the cross will attract us to Him. The cross will attract us to Him. You know... The Lord, uh, the cross is considered a throne. And you know, back in the day, kings used to sit on their throne and people would come from everywhere to listen to the king sitting on his throne. And later on today, we'll be singing a psalm called Peke Thronos Evnoti Sha'ine Entepi'ene. Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. And I was thinking about when kings sit on their throne, how they attract people. Even in modern days, maybe it would be like a musician. When he has, like a musician has a concert, and he sits on the on the concert stage, many people are attracted to come hear the concert or whatever. The same is true about like kings in the day, like Solomon. It's written in First Kings that... Now all the earth sought the presence of Solomon. The whole earth sought the presence of Solomon to hear his wisdom, which God had put in his heart. There was something magnificent about King Solomon. And that's why the queen of the south, the queen of Sheba, traveled from Ethiopia from a long distance to go hear the wisdom of Solomon. But indeed, one greater than Solomon is here. So why should we be drawn to the cross? The cross is like a magnet. Like a magnet. The cross is like a magnet. If you are, if you bring two magnets together in the right configuration with their poles aligned, what happens is the magnets attract each other. The same is with the cross. If you come to the cross 
with your configuration aligned, you will be attracted, you will be drawn in to the cross. But if you come, like not configured the right way, you will be repelled by the cross. And you'll say, no, this cross isn't for me. And you might be like the people today that said, he saved others. Himself he cannot save. If he is the king of Israel, let him come down from the cross and we will believe him. These were people that were actually repelled from the cross. The cross was something that repelled them and kept this away. Their magnets were broken. Those people, their magnets were broken. Their hearts were hard. And there's something wrong with people like that. Because all of us are supposed to be drawn to the cross. All of us are supposed to be drawn to the cross. When you look at the cross, I hope you are drawn in. I hope you feel a force to be with the Lord. A longing to be with God. Or has your charge or your configuration run out? Have you become desensitized to the cross? Now you have so many crosses everywhere. Maybe you've become desensitized to the cross. So you don't feel anything. You see a cross, it's oh, it's just a cross. Hmm. No, you should be attracted to the cross. I'll give you four reasons or four forces that attract us to the cross. Four forces that attract us to the cross. The first force or thing that attracts us to the cross is actually very obvious. Is his, his love. His love is the biggest force attracting us to the cross. Our Lord said, greater love has no man than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. Means out of all the ways to show love, greater love, there is no more greater love. This is it. The cross was the greatest love, a greatest show of God's love for mankind. As the arms of the Lord were stretched on the cross, I think he was calling all people into his bosom, like a father who opens his arm to his kids and says, come in, come into my bosom. That's very attractive. There's a force that brings people in. When you see someone like this, then people run to you and give you a hug, don't they? I hope you you do that. When you see someone like this, you run. There's something attractive about love and the love that God, uh, that the Lord showed on the cross. On the cross, the Lord said something very interesting. He said, I thirst. And while he was probably very hungry, actually probably hadn't eaten since the Last Supper, and so since the Last Supper till now, it was a long time, and not to mention he's been scourged and, you know, it's been, it's not been like a nice sleep, sleep free night. No, it was a very tough night. And then there was anguish in carrying a cross, you know, a heavy cross, almost a quarter of a mile to Golgotha. I'm sure he was thirsty. I'm sure the Lord was very thirsty. But at the same time, when the Lord, we just read this passage, when he said, I'm thirsty, I think he meant something even greater than just, I thirst for a little water or what they gave is some vinegar. I was thinking about the story of the Samaritan woman. When the story of the Samaritan woman, when he met the, when he went to the well, he went to the well, why? Why did the Lord go to the well? 
He was thirsty. But what was he thirsty for? He was thirsty to share his love with the Samaritan woman. He was so eager to share her, his, like, to, to bring her in to his, to become one of his sheep. He wanted to embrace her. He wanted to change her life. I think the Lord on the cross, when he said, I'm thirsty, he was thirsty to share his love. So eager to share his love. That's why when the disciples, they came back, they said, Rabbi, eat. And he said to them, I have food to eat, which you do not know. There before the disciples said to one another, has anyone brought him to eat? And Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. When did he finish the work? Actually, after he said, I thirst. We just read this gospel. He said, it is finished. Actually, the parallels between this story and the Samaritan woman are unbelievable. So the will of the Father was the cross. And the Son was thirsty. He was eager to share His love for others. And that's why many people who interacted with the Lord on this day, they were saved. Many people. I was thinking about Simon of Cyrene. You know where Cyrene is? There was another famous person from Cyrene. The founder of our church. St. Mark from Cyrene. So, and Cyrene was in Africa. And they were coming to the feast of the Passover. Just some guy coming to the feast. And we know from, or there's speculation that his children were Alexander and Rufus, as is written in the Gospel of Mark. And that in the epistle to St. Roman, the epistle of St. Paul to the Romans, he mentions Alexander and Rufus. So that this family actually became like pillars in the church. How? Why? How? How did this happen? Because Simon carried the cross. He felt the love of God. He felt the love of God just on the path to the cross. Just by chance. He was just there by chance. But he saw the love of God. It changed his life. We should be attracted to the cross through our knowledge, through our reasoning. Our knowledge, our experience testifies that God exists. The Lord, He said something very nice. He says, when you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know, then you will know that I am He. You won't know before that? When the Son of Man is lifted up, then you will know that I am He. When we saw the Lord on the cross, that's when we realized, oh, That is the Lord of glory. That's why Damas the thief, he knew, he recognized the Lord. That's why St. Longinos, who was the centurion at the cross, this is what he said. He said, it's written in the gospel, it says, So when the centurion and those with him were guarding Jesus, saw the earthquake and the things that happened, they feared greatly saying, truly, this was the Son of God. Do you see what I mean? You see the knowledge of nature, even the nature testified of God. What about the concept of justice? 
The concept of justice should have testified that this is God. That this is a righteous man. That's why Pilate, on his judgment, he saw that this was a righteous man. And he tried very hard to get to free him. He said, should we, like, should we free, choose between two people? Choose between Barabbas, who was a thief and a murderer, or choose between Christ? And I, I think he was hoping they were going to choose the thief. But even justice, even Pilate, who is not uh, from God's tribe, did not have any concept of the God of Israel, or ju- knew justice. He knew justice, and he saw that this was a righteous man going to the cross. And his concept, he saw that, they, that he was a king. And they had given him up because of envy. So even our logic, our the nature, our reason, our concept of justice, they all pointed and said, this is God. Claudia, his wife, said, have nothing to do with this just man, for I have suffered many things. Justice should have been a witness against these people. There was another witness for this. On the cross, the Lord, He said famous words. He said, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When the Lord said that, the mind should have been moving, should have said, oh wow, he's praying the Psalms. He's praying Psalm 22. And Psalm 22 ends like this. All nations will remember the Lord. From every part of the world, they will turn to Him. All races will worship Him. The Lord is King and He rules the nations. All proud people will bow down to Him. All mortals will bow down before Him. Future generations will serve Him. They will speak of the Lord to the coming generation. People not yet born will be told, the Lord has saved His people. Even the Scripture should have testified to them and said, this is the Son of God. This is, you should have been drawn in. When He said the Scripture, you should have said, that's the Scripture. I know the Scripture. I will run to the cross, but it didn't. Another reason we'll be drawn to the cross is for healing. Lord knows we all need healing. If someone has a medical issue, you take them straight to the hospital. If someone's having a heart attack, you don't say, Ah, oh, have a good time. No, you take them to the hospital immediately. When the Israelites, when they were near the Gulf of Aqaba, they complained against God and they sinned against God. And they were complaining about the food and we uh, spoiled. And they started to grumble and complain. And so God sent to them poisonous snakes. And those poisonous snakes bit some people. And when you get bit with a poisonous snake, you die. What was the remedy for them? What was the remedy for these Israelites? What Moses did is he made a bronze snake 
and put it on a pole. And anyone who was bitten by the snake, when they looked at the bronze serpent, they were healed. And the Lord Jesus Christ, He said, as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on the pole in the desert, in the same way, the Son of Man must be lifted up so that everyone who believes in Him, everyone who looks to Him, everyone who is attracted to His cross will be healed. Because if you look to the cross, you will receive forgiveness. From the cross, the Lord Jesus Christ, He said, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. And that's why we celebrate someone like Damas. Someone like a thief. Someone who was broken. Someone who was despised. Someone that was hated. And when he looked to the cross. Actually he was healed. Actually he changed. It's amazing. If you look to the cross, if you are attracted to the cross, you will be healed. Because make no mistake about it, the serpent has bitten you. The serpent has bitten you. That's why you talk so badly. That's why you see many bad things. You sin. So maybe you have bad habits. That's the snake has bitten you. How will you get healing from this? How? You should run to the cross. You should be attracted to the cross. It is only through the cross that you will receive healing. The last way you should be attracted to the cross, or the reason you should be attracted to the cross, is the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will draw you closer to God, will draw you closer to the cross. You might be wondering why I included the gift of the Holy Spirit in this discussion of the cross. But I included it because our Lord, He said something very interesting. He said, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send Him to you. When did He depart? On the cross. Why was it necessary that the Lord to depart for Him to send the Holy Spirit? St. John Chrysostom, he says something very nice. He says, to put the enmity away. We had to be reconciled with God first, and then you can receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to give you a very terrible analogy because I'm not St. John Chrysostom. But I know many of you have already bought in your new dresses for the feast and, and all of that and good stuff and new ties and shirts and dresses and that's very good. Now imagine you take your new dress, you've bought it, it's very nice, it looks beautiful, but then you go and roll in the mud shwaya, like you get really disgusting. Can you, are you going to put on your nice new dress? No, you won't. What you'll first do is you'll go, I hope, you'll go take a shower. You'll go get purified. You'll get cleansed. You'll get healed. Then you can put on 
your new clothes, your new garments. The same is true about the cross. Yes, we receive healing, and then we receive purity. And then once we were pure, then the Holy Spirit could work in us to draw us closer, even closer to God. Now God will be inside you, working through you. That's why the the, the work of the Holy Spirit he says to convict the world of sin. In Romans it says, For you do not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Holy Spirit will allow you to cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself bears witness that our spirit, that we are children of God. The Holy Spirit will make you children of God, will bring you into the family of God. This Good Friday, I pray we are drawn to the cross. We are drawn to the cross. If you are a broken magnet, fix yourself through repentance. Fix yourself. Align your configuration. And when you see the cross, run to the cross. Bow down before the cross. Weep before the cross. See the love of God. See the scripture, what the scripture says. Be purified, be healed from our sins, and be given the gift of the Holy Spirit. And glory be to God forever. Amen.